Ohana, how we doing? I've got my man. Oh, wait, no, no, hold on. Because of Kenobi, I got to redo this. Hold on. Hello there, Ohana. How are we? I got a very special guest on with me today. One of my favorite Ohana. This dude is the man. He has been one of those dudes that's just always in the DMs, giving us constantly positive feedback. I love this guy. Everybody, Ohana, welcome. My main dude, Joseph Pack. How we doing, big guy? Feeling great. Feeling very good today. Uh, glad we could finally do this episode, man. I've been, yeah, I've just been so pumped to finally be on your podcast. Yeah, man. Uh, dude, I have been trying to get you on. It's been a back and forth battle. My schedule can be up and down sometimes. So I appreciate the patience and you just waiting. And now you're finally here and I'm ready. I'm ready to get you talking. So we're going to do what we usually do, Ohan. We're going to start with our thankful for thing. Okay. Ready? Let's do a big, big deep breath. Ready? Big deep breath. I'll go first. No, no. Guess first. Guess first. You go first, big sir. Uh, well, I am thankful for life in general because I've got good friends, good family, um, and I'm finally, finally seeing someone, so I'm definitely thankful for that. So. Awesome. Yes. Good shout out if you're listening, my friend. You think she'll be listening? Uh, hopefully she'll be listening. Hopefully. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to go and I'm going to say I'm thankful for these opportunities. Um, You know, I realized at the very beginning of my podcast, it was just a lot of me and which is fine. But I've realized that I made this podcast for people like you that have something that you're passionate about and something that you are trying to move forward with in life. And I want you to have a voice, even if that's touching one more person than you've you already have, I consider it a success. So I'm thankful for these opportunities to talk and just kind of get what you are, who you are out there for the world to hear. So, uh, but before we hop into that, you know, I got to ask, I do my regular, what is your favorite Captain Coffee coffee that you have had? Ooh, so I've had your Captain America one mm. and I believe your master's blend. Yeah. Mm. I got to say your, your Captain America one. What's that one called again? Captain's Choice. Captain's Choice. Yep. I've called, yep. Captain's Choice. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was Friendly Neighborhood. Friendly Neighborhood. That's one. That's one. Yeah. Well, Friendly Neighborhood is a personal favorite for everybody. So just glorious choice, my friend. Glorious choice. All right. Well, uh, and then last question is favorite character of all time. Of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, I was going to say Captain America because I love the Friendly uh, Neighborhood blend. I'm going to say Spider-Man. <laughs> Dude, there is something about Spider-Man that I think everybody to some internal level can relate to. I think that's why he's such a fan favorite to people. Is he's just so damn relatable in any form. I just exactly. love him. Yeah. His yeah. character is just glorious. And it's not just like Peter Parker's character. It's Peter Parker, Gwen Stacy, Miles Morales, all of these people. They all can relate to you in some way. And I just, great choice. Great choice. Well, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to, we have my man Joseph on here because he is a passionate writer. Am I correct, sir? Yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Now, how many stories have you written currently? I have three series and a few standalones. Um, so like about 
15, 10 all, all together. So, yeah. And I've read, isn't it, it's called your Tales of Baltimore, right? Yes. 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 So my dude doesn't just write stories. He writes stories about things that need to be addressed uh, and things that need to have a voice. And that's why I have him on here because, you know, he's not just writing fictional books about, or yeah, fictional books about like fairies and uh, dinosaurs and dragons. Like he's actually writing things that I think people need to hear. And I'm excited to have him on so he can kind of talk to us about it. But first I want to kind of get a little background. So when did you start writing and when did you fall in love with it? And what made you want to start? So I started writing when I was a kid. So the incredible was inspiring me. This is my, my first uh, superhero story. The best. And, uh, you know, as I got older, eventually there was my, so Transformers inspired me to write my own alien story. Nice. And my post-apocalyptic one, uh, which is my favorite series of all time. And because, you know, um, that's something, that's something really, like really cool. Like, so fun fact about my, when I write, when I write my stories, I always uh, create myself a character in each of my stories. Nice. Love that. Yeah, yeah. As you should. You're the one writing the damn stories. Put yourself in it. Be the lead character or at least something good. I love that. I would do the same thing. I, do so the same I become thing. the lead character in the post-apocalyptic series. That's awesome. That's dope. Yeah. yeah. I like fan, fan cast my, uh, my characters. You're going to love this. So the main character in the first post-apocalyptic story, I fan casted Mark Wahlberg as the main character. Oh, uh, see, yeah. personally, I love me some Marky Mark, personally. I, 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 dude, I just love him. Uh, everyone hates on Wahlberg. Uh, I, I love in uh, Uncharted. I loved him. He was. Oh, yes. Yeah. He was the bright spot in that movie. Like, you know, Tom Holland was good, too. But like, he was awesome. He was a great Solly. I don't care what people say. I'll go to my deathbed on that one. He was a great Solly. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. At first, I was iffy because I played all of the video games. Same. Same. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, why Mark? But I'm like, okay, let's see how Mark is. And I mean, he wasn't bad. He was not bad at all. No, I enjoyed his character a lot. I enjoyed his character a ton. Well, that's great that you kind of had some motivating movies that are now like huge in this world. I mean, freaking Transformers is my son's favorite. They freaking love it. I love it. Um, I know a lot of people hate on the newer ones, but you know, they're not great, but at least they're entertaining. Freaking Optimus yeah, yeah. Prime. Hot take here. Optimus Prime could lift Mjolnir and it's not even close. He would easily lift that bad boy. I think he could do it. Optimus well, Prime. I think he can. I think he can. Dude, Optimus Prime is one of the most slept on characters of all time. I said it. Um, but actually, could you, uh, can I buy these things from you? Like, can I, can, can people, these people listening, can they buy your stories? Is there a place to go? Um, now buy them, that's a different thing. But if they want to read them, I do have a Wattpad uh, account. Okay. Yeah. We will link that at the bottom at the end of this episode so people can read your stuff, man. That's the goal. I think I have my phone next to me. So, <laughs> right. yes, because I, I want to. I love a good book, and uh, I, you know, I like I said, I read your Tales of Baltimore, and that's the main one I want to talk about today. But oh, yeah. I also like want to give you some time to talk about, you know, what was like the moment you were like, oh yeah, do you remember? You're like, yeah, Tales of Baltimore. That's what I want to write. Do you remember? Yeah. So uh, Tales of Baltimore, uh, the idea just popped up in my head. When I guess I was in lockdown, or this not not lockdown. Uh, when the right. COVID happened, yeah, uh, I was just doing nothing but so I went for Amazon, 
And uh, I was just doing nothing but going to work. And I was falling into this kind of type of depression where I couldn't see my, I'm a big extrovert. Couldn't see my friends at church. Couldn't really do anything because of COVID. And Tales of Baltimore just popped in my head. And also, I really wanted to, as I got older, I really wanted to write something related to things that are still happening today with police brutality and racism. And Tales of Baltimore was just, just popped in my head, you know. Love it. The Freddie Gray thing, and it was very unfortunate that the Freddie Gray thing, it took Freddie Gray happening to write the story. And, but, you know, it's realistic. We still see these things happening today. Of course, it's been years since, two years since George Floyd, but we still see it in the news. We still see it in our backyard. And, you know, it just had to be written. And it was, as I had to really watch other movies and look at actual police footage of police being brutal to really write the story, to really get how authentic it has to be. It has to be very realistic. It has to be as brutally honest as possible because it's not just because Baltimore doesn't project uh, towards police brutality between uh, police and the African-American community. It also relates to police brutality and the female community, the LGBT community, the Native American and Hispanic American community, and also the white community as well. Like, I really want to write how many, like, there are black-on-black deaths in this story, white-on-white deaths, and black-on-white deaths. And, like, every death possible in the story. I had to make it as diverse as possible, both sides with police and citizens. And I think that's the thing that stood out to me. So there's something that I'm, as my life goes on and I become slightly wiser, I realize that I don't really have opinions in certain areas. So I want to get people like you, because I remember I watched um, Falcon Winter Soldier. And when that came out, I was so damn moved by the passing of the torch to Sam Wilson and then the Isaiah Bradley storyline. And I remember texting you like, how does this show make you feel? Because that's what I care about. Like I, as a, as a privileged white dude, I, and loved it. I loved the passing of the torch, but I know that it's bigger and deeper. So, you know, that's why I want to get you on because I want there to be these conversations. You know, these conversations are not comfortable conversations. They're just not, there's no way to, to, to put it. They're uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like being able to talk about police brutality and racism and sexism and, you know, looking at someone because of their sexual choices. Like we look at people and we kind of put them on a lower pedestal. And I think we need to have these conversations that we should not be doing that. And I got you on here because you have a perspective that I want you to share with the world. And that's something that means a lot to me. And you are also an amazing dude and you walk in a way that's so humbling and beautiful that I, I, I want to give you your voice that you deserve to have to put out to everyone. So that kind of opens up, like tell everybody, w- give us a little bit of like the basis of the, give us like a real quick want rundown of your story. Like, what is it based off of? How is it based off? Like, all that fun stuff, if you don't mind. Yeah, of course. And, um, you know, uh, and also I thank you for reaching out to me during that Falcon and the Winter Soldier when it was briefly being, when it was being aired. Because, you know, I love that the show was political. I love that the show was basically focusing on will America accept Sam as a black man as a new Captain America? Because, like they kept saying, uh, at least, like the song kept saying, he's not—he's not doesn't have blonde hair, or blue eyes. He's a black man who's been racially profiled, and I imagine, like every 
like almost every other uh, African American civilian in America. Also, there's uh, like another good movie, for example, is Black Panther. Like when that movie came out, the hype for that movie was so so big because it's I won't say the first first solo black solo MCU movie. Yeah, and Chad was both Bozeman made he rest in peace. He had a huge impact on so many young African American kids, uh, boys who who look at him as an I I I don't and um yeah it's just uh it's just so it, the movie was just so amazing and also the Killmonger character you know mm-hmm. he wasn't he wasn't like Thanos he he had a goal like he's this young African American soldier um who wanted to use Wakanda's weapons to stop other African Americans from being persecuted like he was. Yeah. You know, he had a goal. He had a huge goal. And me personally, I've never been, I've never had a bad encounter with police. But, you know, I still see it happening. And, you know, I just, uh, I didn't really start, I guess I would say I was really, in a way, I wasn't sheltered, but I was notified of this. Like, I guess I wasn't paying too much attention. But as I got older, I'm like thinking, man, and it really took George Floyd to realize that this can be, and God forbid this can happen to me or anyone else, yeah. you know, just for, just for being black. And, you know, I just try really hard to represent diversity as possible. You know, my the church I go to, Rosedale, is a great image of diversity. And also freedom. You go to freedom, right? Where? You go to freedom church, right? No, um, CFC when I do go. I have my boys on the weekend, so as at this point, we don't really go that oh. as we would want to. But, you know, listen, man. Dad, dad duty first, baby. You know what I mean? So, and I, and I love that. And, you know, about what I really love about your book is how, yes, you do bring light to the fact that there is police brutality still a thing. And it's very evident in the news constantly, but you also bring light to, like you said, the African-American on African-American death. Like you don't ignore the truth behind that. You also don't ignore the truth that there's white on African-American death. You also, you kind of encompass all of it. And I think you do a really good job of bringing to light all the issues that are kind of going on in your story. And that's something that I think is great because you're not biased. You look at the whole picture and I think you do a great job of making that picture come to life in your story. Yeah. Like uh, the villain of the antagonist of Charles Baltimore uh, Cross, he's this young African-American. And unfortunately, Like I said, I write myself characters and I chose to write myself as this character because, you know, I don't really write myself as a hero, but the villain role, that's something I, if I, like, if I decided to make this a movie, I would take up, I would take up Croc because, you know, he's going to be one of the hardest roles to play because, like I said, he's not like Thanos, he's not like this diabolical villain where he's trying to rule the world or anything. He's, and I'm not trying to say this about all officers, just some officers are like this. Yeah, and because I have great respect for police, but you know, we always like in these movies, we like movies like Straight Outta Compton, um, Don't Be a Man, uh, not Don't Be Man, Detroit, and also Boys in the Hood. We always see the perspective of um, a white cop being racist, but we never, we we rarely see it as um, we rarely see it from the eyes of a young black cop, and you read the stories how he is like he just completely see he sees the people rioting especially in the african american community as thugs destroying their own neighborhood which 
again, I had to uh, read, watch YouTube videos of the Baltimore riots to actually get that perspective. Like that's how some people did view the riots as just thugs that are burning down their own neighborhood because they were angry. And, uh, and you know, and the hotel scene really takes, that really takes place. That's a brutal scene because, you know, he took advantage of his, of his power. He abused his power as a young, as a police officer to terrorize, brutally beat these young men and women and eventually kill a few of them. Yeah. Regardless of their race or gender. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a heavy story, but you know what I think is kind of, like I said, you do a really good, a good job of bringing to life what your story is and you translate it well to what's going on in life. Now life is heavy. America's got some heavy shit going on right now. You know what I mean? And there's just so much stuff going on. I think you do a beautiful job of expressing that in not in a very non-aggressive, but very to the point way. And I think that that's something that I think is beautiful. And that's why I, you know, your story, your point of view is a reason I want you on here to just talk about it. Like, you know, and I'm just going to ask, do you ever get concerned that you'll get flack back about your story? Is that something that's crossed your mind before? Like, oh, you know, I'm writing a story about cops. Like, do you think that's ever going to upset people? Or do you just like at the point now where I need to just get my voice out there and I don't really care who it upsets, you know? Honestly, I would say I know I'm going to get some slap back for the story, but you know, um, you know, it has to be, like I said, these conversations need to be told. Like shit still goes on every single not every day, but it still goes on. But we all know it goes on every day. Like, there are people, but in another country, it can go be on, or another state, it can be going on right now, and we don't know about it until, like, the next day or days later. So I know I'm going to get slapped back from the story probably by a few police and civilians who feel different ways about the police. But, you know, it has to be addressed. You know, it has to, these are uncomfortable times that we have to be in. We have to have these uncomfortable t- conversations in order to be adults and move forward. Like that's why I really love that you wanted to have me on here. Is and like I really love how you are open. Like I, I love how you and your brother are. Like you and Scooter are great. Are great guys and, and your whole family really. Like the way you guys really uh, reached out to me during the times of George Floyd and again when the Falcon Winter Soldier was happening. What you guys can do. What you guys can do for me is just. I guess it's crazy. You know, I, I'm, I'm a guy who doesn't like handouts, really. I like earning my stuff. But, you know, I just, just pray that, you know, I continue to be a beacon of diversity. And as I write these stories, like, I don't know if I'm going to write a story at like Tales of Baltimore, but something that's sort of spread the same message, you know, that racism is real. And until we find a way to address it, it's going to continue. And we, me, like people like me and you, we're trying to break that cycle. We're trying to create peace and love really for everyone. Absolutely. You know, and, um, you know, I know that I'll probably, I can't think of anybody, but there might be a passenger that goes by that listens to this episode and might not agree with our conversation. But I think you've seen that Joseph is not anti-police. He's not anti-white people. I'm a white dude. And he looks at me the same as he looks at everybody else. But I think he's trying to bring a light to the fact that there is still racism. There is still police brutality just because of someone's skin color. And I think that's appropriate to say that it's still going on. That doesn't mean Joseph sitting here and saying every single, he just said it. Every single cop is not the same. 
And there, yes, in any, in any field, you're going to find bad apples. And I just think Joseph's trying to bring light to the bad apples that those bad apples, it really hurts the image of cops. And for someone like Joseph, I think that that's fair for him to say, you know, I can't, I don't have a voice to, to say that. I just don't. So that's why I wanted Joseph to get on to share his perspective, share his story and really just bring light to this very difficult conversation. So if you're someone that's listening right now and, you know, you don't agree with us, you know, instead, I think what we're trying to do is instead of getting angry or upset with us, let's have a conversation. Send me and Joseph a text and say, hey, listen, man, I really did not agree with that episode. And respectfully, we will talk to you and, you know, just say, hey, listen, this is this is the problem in America right now is that every time you don't agree with a political view, you're supposed to hate each other. That is the most baboon way of thinking like i don't know how i feel about certain things so i'm very much in the middle with a lot of things and that's okay joseph is i would say joseph you know he errs on the side of wanting to bring a voice to what is going on in america and that's beautiful so i think you know i got him on here because i want him to speak his mind and speak his truth and if you're someone listening and you don't agree that's okay Joseph and I would love to have a conversation with you. So if you're hearing something you don't agree with, or if he said something, or if I said something that's hurt your feelings or upset you, send us a message. We'll have a delightful, very civil conversation. Would you agree, Joseph? Exactly. Yes. Yes. I agree with you 100%. And again, what Mark is saying is just, uh, you know, um, we're not trying to, we're not trying to make it seem like all cops are bad. There are definitely some good cops. And there are definitely a few that cops to make police officers look bad. But we're not trying to say that. I'm just trying to say that this thing is still happening and it needs to be addressed. We have to have these adult conversations. Yes, we do. In order to really deal with it. Yes. Trying to fix the situation and what's going on. Yeah. We're we're adults. We're big people. We can use our words and not get frustrated, not lash out rationally. We can have civil conversations. It's a very, very possible thing. And I think... I wanted to get another reason why I want to get Joseph on here because I wanted to start the seed of having conversations. So the way I see it, if Joseph, you and I get one message from somebody that might've seen this conversation differently and we just have a good conversation, just having a good conversation alone is breaking the mold because that's what we have to do. We have to have conversations. we got to stop arguing and yelling and pushing our point of view. Like Joseph's not putting, pushing his point of view. He's talking about it and that's perfectly fine. If you're allowed to have a voice about how you feel, so is Joseph and so am I. So if you don't agree, please, you know, don't stop listening to this episode. Or if you are going to, that's perfectly fine. But send us a message. Let's have a, t- let's have a chit chat because I'll tell you what, Joseph is a much sweeter and calmer human being than I am. So like, if you want to talk to anyone about it, and first off, I don't have any knowledge in this area. Talk to Joseph about it. They'll put us in a group chat, whatever. But, you know, Joseph is an amazing human being and I need him. I need more of him on in this world, white, black, Hispanic, whatever. There needs to be more Josephs because he is top tier human being. So um, I appreciate you, though, Joseph, for being vulnerable enough to talk about these things, because I know these can be difficult conversations. And, you know, I, I, I think that that's very brave. Vulnerability, in my opinion, is the truest form of bravery. So thank you, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because this thing, because, you know, I've been. I've been, uh, shamefully, I'll say I've somewhat ignored it all this time, even with what happened to Frank Wayne. But, you know, George Floyd really opened my eyes. I'm like, man. And also, 
Like, like you, I believe you said COVID was the best thing that happened to you. COVID was one of the best things that happened to me because it inspired me to write Tales of Baltimore. Because, like I said, I've been wanting to write something that's really about these issues for a long time. And I love the feedback I'm getting for, for this book that I've written. It's awesome. I do recommend it. It's a very good book. Very real. Very grounded. It's it's just a real book. Like he's not sugarcoating anything. He goes in, and it's it's a very very. It said during true event. During true event. So I I definitely recommend it. And like I said, if you guys if you guys ever have questions or concerns or you don't agree, that's okay. Let's have conversation. Let's not have an argument. Let's have a conversation. Yeah. Not have a conversation to win. Let's have a conversation to grow. And I think that's America's problem. We just want to have a conversation to put our push our point of view across and not grow and learn from the other person, you know? So a conversation of what we can do as human beings to stop this from happening. Yes. I, without a doubt, like, you got it. There's racism still going on. And it's a thing that is very prevalent and we have to see it for what it is. And we, when we see it, we got to call the bullshit on it. That's our job as not just, you can wear the American shield and say you're doing it, but like as a morally good person, like you, you can't like, I have, I, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine being treated differently because of my skin color. Like if you see that, let's call some bullshit on it. Let's 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 not continue to just let it go uh, go by on a blind eye. We have too many amazing people in this world to let that happen. And I I trust my Ohana that we're they're going to hear this episode, they're going to digest this episode, and they're going to realize that we can all do better. And Joseph, you haven't you yes on every spectrum. Eddie was on just last a couple of weeks ago, and he's a vegan. He doesn't push uh-huh. it down your throat. There are vegans that push it down your throat. There are CrossFitters that push CrossFit down your throat. There are people that believe in the meat diet. They push that down your throat. There's people that believe in abortion. They'll push that down your throat. Whatever it is, like, Joseph, you're not pushing it down anyone's throat. You're having a beautiful conversation about your life and where, how you've seen it happen to you or haven't seen it happen to you or how you've done your research on it. Like, it's totally different if you're on here saying, oh, all cops suck. All white people suck. You all suck. Like, no. You've been awesome. And I think that's something that is true to you, that you are able to come on here and just have a wonderful, beautiful, great conversation. And I think that's something that we Americans can do much better on. And I'm- Exactly. And we definitely need to work on that. Uh, every American, black or white, definitely needs to, or Hispanic, they definitely need to work on that better, like, like you and I are. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. look, I hate to say it, but just kind of like you said, it didn't really affect you. You didn't really see it. Until what? COVID? Freddie Gray? Until COVID and George and George Floyd, yeah. And I'm the same way. And I and I'm 30, and I hate to say that. And there's people that have been living with it their whole entire existence, and I feel t- miserable that I, it took me that long, 20 some plus years, to see the racism because I was oblivious. I was stupid. I didn't see it. So if you're not seeing it, hey, let's open our eyes up. We're not saying you're racist. That's not what we're saying. We're just saying let's open our eyes. Let's open our eyes. That's all. So. Yeah, yeah, and of course, um, there have been times when I've been racially persecuted for because I am a black man. But you know, I just chose to handle it. And rather than getting angry, I just chose to just be calm and just just walk away. You know, because because you know, I'm giving that person power, and that's not what I'm about. I'm not about antagonizing. I'm not about proving this person is right. I have to be the bigger person in this con- uh, in any any one black or white that chooses to racially profile me. 
Yeah. So my last question for you, and then I want to get into a little bit of nerdy stuff just for a second. All right. All right. Yeah. Cause I didn't want some nerdy stuff on. <laughs> if there's one thing I could do and all the listeners could do, what's one thing that you recommend that would help racism be obliterated? What's one thing that you can think of off the top of your head? Honestly, because I've seen, because I've observed how this podcast, and even before you started Captain Coffee, I observed how, like I said, I, you, your brother, you, and if we could all be like Mark um, and his family, just treat everyone the way they want to be treated, guys. Just be kind, because there's so much hate going on. There's so much, there's just so much negativity going on, and it, it makes you sad sometimes. It really does. Um, just be an image of diversity. Be a light to so many who who are so lost because they're angry about how they've been persecuted or judged because of their skin color. Just try to be try to be understanding. Try to listen. Also, that's the problem with with a few people now. We don't listen. Um, like Mark is listening to me right now, and you know I'm not. He's simply volunteered to, you know, I'm not making him. He's simply volunteered to hear my story. And that's what we need to do. Just listen to each other, tell each other's stories, and let's work on how we can move forward as people, as a human being. Because honestly, and I know some people will not agree with me, there's only one race, the human race. I, I buddy, uh, everything you just said kind of got me choked up because I love it. Like the, what you said is just perfect. Like we look and see how many people argue on a regular basis. Like, look, I will die on my deathbed that Captain Marvel is the worst character that's ever been created in history. <laughs> I argue that one, but on the scheme of life, that doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. What matters is that a little kid can go into a store and get racially profiled, and that's unacceptable. Those are things that matter. That matters. So we can have arguments about little things. I'm always game for that. I will fight my brothers to the death that I think Last Jedi is a little bit overrated. Do I think it's the greatest thing ever? No. I will fight Jared, Fenema, Hunter, Hunter Hazen, and Corey Benty that I don't think it's actually that bad. I will fight to the death on these things. But these are things that we don't want to fight about. We want to have a conversation with. Okay. I love you guys. Ohana, thank you for listening. I know this has probably been a little uncomfortable for some people. Good. Because something I've always believed, and this is something I tell my wife and my boys and myself constantly, comfort is the enemy of progress. We will never, ever, ever progress in this world if we're always comfortable. If you're inside your little bubble, you're never going to grow. You're never going to see a perspective differently. And it wasn't until my life technically hit the shit. And that's when I changed. My boat got so rocked that I had to rebuild my boat. And my boat is now much different boat than it was. And that's a good thing. Change and, and being uncomfortable are the things that we need to focus on. You got anything else you want to add? Um, other than that, guys, I hope you take time to read Tales of Baltimore. Yes. I've got over a thousand views. This the past two years of publishing it has been really amazing. Thank you for those who have read Tales of Baltimore. And if you want to read, my Wattpad account is, I found real quick, it's Kyle Lopez at Pac-Man 1994. It's on Wattpad, W-A-T-T-P-A-D. Awesome. And I'll put it in the description so you all have it. So um, 
Well, thank you for talking about it. Thank you for getting vulnerable with me, man. But now I have, honestly, the more important questions. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just All kidding. right. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, kidding. No, obviously kidding. No, that, that stuff is, that is why I wanted you on, man. I love that. No, no it's okay. It's okay. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> thank you for doing that. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm very excited. Thank you. Thank you for having me and asking, and asking about it. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. I love it. And it won't be the last time either. But here's the question. What are your three favorite movie franchises? First answer that question. On series, on series of questions. Mm-hmm. MCU definitely. Yeah. Um, Star Wars. Okay. And I'm gonna go with Harry Potter. Okay. Who are your favorite characters from each one? Oh, uh, so favorite characters. I know I said Spider Man uh, earlier. But if I had to pick a favorite character in MCU, it would have to be Cap. Okay. So Captain America. Uh, what about Star Wars? I'm going to go with, and it's not just because I, I haven't listened in all the episodes, Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's my dude. Okay. Harry Potter. Because trust me, I have, I have a question. But go ahead. Go ahead. Just answer it. Harry Potter. Um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Harry. Okay. All three of them are in a ring. The fight to the death. Who wins? Ooh, Cap got the shield. Obi-Wan's got a lightsaber and the force. And Harry's got the stupid wand. His wand. So Harry, Harry will lose, definitely. But if it had to be down Obi-Wan and Cap, I don't think it may be Obi-Wan because I'm sorry. But Cap's Cash just got his shield, and Obi-Wan can easily use the force to take that shield away and just... I know Obi-Wan hasn't really killed much, but he can use his lightsaber just like just slice him in half. Now, here's the next question, and I love this. Out of the same three, they can't use their powers, they can't use their tools, they just have hand-to-hand combat, fight to the death, who wins? Well, we haven't really seen Harry do any uh, hand-to-hand combat in his movies, or in his books, really, so... And Obi-Wan, he took on Grievous, General Grievous, hand-to-hand, and took him out with a blaster. And Cap, we've all seen him take on, uh, what, uh, Bucky, Red Skull, Thanos, all hand-to-hand. I even Ultron hand-to-hand. So I would say Cap's got the hand-to-hand. I agree. Everything you just said, I agree with fully. But here's the thing. I My answer to all of those would be, I don't think Cap or Obi-Wan would kill they wouldn't do it. I'd be like, I'm not killing them. Especially Cap is like, why, why would I need to? What's my prerogative? What's my motive? I wouldn't do it. That's how I see both of them. They both would be you like, nah, what? I don't take life. Not that way, but awesome. Yeah. I love that answer. I do it with sports. I'll ask people like, what's your favorite sport player from each team and or from each major league? And then they're in a fighting ring to the death. Who's your favorite? And everyone's like, oh, I don't know. It's a good question. But my man, thank you so much for hopping on. I truly appreciate it. Your your story, your life, everything you stand for, the way you walk in your life is admirable and beautiful. And I love it. Thank you for being a part of my Ohana. Thank you for hopping on and taking the time to make yourself vulnerable. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. Like you said, this will not be the last time. It will not be. I promise you that. So, well, if you got anything else, we're good. Do you know you, you know what I'm saying? How we how we end out of this? Yes, I do. Made a boo-boo with you. Perfect. Thanks, big man. You're a man. Appreciate you, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. You're a man. Thank you for having me, man.